Hi Gratitude Seeker, today I will share with you a great article written by Justin Sebastian from the 365 Gratitude Journal app with a really enticing title. Here we go. First, let's take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. When I read the article, I said I must share it with the gratitude seekers. It brings such a powerful perspective on gratitude and satisfaction. And I love that it's based on his personal experience, but also on science. So here we go. In high school, I figured it all out. I knew that once I got into the college that I loved, then I would have made it. I would have everything I need to be happy. But when I got to college, it didn't feel any different. Later in college, I knew what I really needed. Once I got the job that I wanted, I will have contentment. No dice. At the heart of our lives, this is what we are all after. To get to a point of enough of satisfaction, of having arrived. Unfortunately, our brains have evolved to never give us that satisfaction. At least, not for long. The joy of a promotion lasts a few weeks. The exuberance of a new car lasts a couple of days. Evolution has primed our minds to never be satisfied, to always want more. More money, more fame, more validation, more likes, but as soon as we get what we want, poof, the joy vanishes into thin air. The following part of the article is an excerpt from Why Buddhism is True, the Science and Philosophy of Meditation and Enlightenment. We were designed by natural selection to do certain things that helped our ancestors get their genes into the next generation. Things like eating, having sex, earning the esteem of other people, and outdoing rivals. How exactly would you design their brains to get them to pursue these goals? I submit that at least three basic principles of design would make sense. 1. Achieving these goals should bring pleasure, since animals, including humans, tend to pursue things that bring pleasure. 2. The pleasure shouldn't last forever. After all, if the pleasure didn't subside, we'd never seek it again. Our first meal would be our last because hunger would never return. So too with sex. A single act of intercourse and then a lifetime of lying there basking in the afterglow. That's no way to get lots of genes into the next generation. 3. The animal's brain should focus more on one, the fact that pleasure will accompany the reaching of a goal, then on to the fact that pleasure will dissipate shortly thereafter. And now getting back to what Justin wrote, natural selection designed human beings to quickly acclimate to their environment. No matter what you achieve, how far you've come, how much money you make, you will soon get used to it. Look at the recent purchase. Sure, you were excited to unbox the latest iPhone. 
The excitement probably lasted for a couple of days, maybe even weeks. Then it vanished. Did you think twice before opening your phone today? Where did the awe and wonder you felt when you opened the box go? This phenomenon happens so frequently in life that psychologists have a name for it. It's called the hedonic treadmill. On a treadmill, you can increase the speed all you want, but you stay in the same place. In life, you can work as hard as you want and accumulate all the riches you want, but you can't get ahead. The moment you get what you want, the goalpost shifts further away. You remain just as far away from satisfaction as you were before you got it. The following is an excerpt from The Happiness Hypothesis, Finding Modern Truth in Ancient Wisdom. The lottery winner buys a new house and a new car, quits her boring job and eats better food. She gets a kick out of the contrast with her former life, but within a few months the contrast blurs and the pleasure fades. The human mind is extraordinarily sensitive to changes in conditions, but not so sensitive to absolute levels. The winner's pleasure comes from rising in wealth, not from standing still at a high level. And after a few months, the new comforts have become the new baseline of daily life. The winner takes them for granted and has no way to rise any further. This is the adaptation principle at work. People's judgments about their present state are based on whether it is better or worse than the state to which they have been accustomed. Adaptation is, in part, just a property of neurons. Nerve cells respond vigorously to new stimuli, but gradually they habituate, firing less to stimuli that they have become used to. It is change that contains vital information, not steady states. Because you can't change your natural and usual state of tranquility, the riches you accumulate will just raise your expectations and leave you no better off than you were before. Yet, not realizing the futility of our efforts, we continue to strive, all the while doing things that help us win at the game of life. Always wanting more than we have, we run and run and run like hamsters on a wheel. And getting back to Justin's part, human beings take adaptation to cognitive extremes. We don't habituate, we recalibrate. We create for ourselves a world of targets, and each time we hit one, we replace it with another. In one way or another, we all know this. Looking back, we can see it happen over and over again. We buy the latest model, we get used to it, we crave the next model. We get the promotion, we get used to it, we need a bigger raise. The ironic part is that we are convinced that the next time will be different. Even though every single piece of evidence from the past says otherwise. Knowing the truth about your situation doesn't make your life any better. You're still stuck in the natural human cycle of ultimately futile pleasure seeking. But now you see that it's a treadmill, a treadmill specifically designed to keep you running, often without really getting anywhere. Yet, you keep running. This is a terrible way to live. We spend all our days hoping to find satisfaction in the next moment. In the meantime, we miss out on all the joys of the present. 
We forget that once upon a time our present situation was our goal. The antidote is simple. Create habits that overcome our natural tendency to take everything for granted. Find appreciation in the smallest things. Celebrate wins, not just from the past day, but from the past week, month and year. Unless you're living the worst possible life in the world, it is always possible to find something to be grateful for. For billions of people in the world, your current life would be a gift. They would give up anything to trade places with you. To live your life even for a day. There are at least 1 billion people in this world right now who will consider their prayers answered if they could trade places with you. Reflect on your life with a sense of gratitude to break free from the shackles of the hedonic treadmill. We don't have to live our lives as a slave to our evolutionary desires. Gratitude journaling is a scientifically proven way to overcome several of these psychological challenges. The benefits are seemingly endless. Here are just a few. Gratitude makes you happier. Gratitude makes other people like you. Gratitude makes you healthier. Gratitude boosts your career. Gratitude strengthens your emotions. Gratitude develops your personality. Gratitude makes you more optimistic. Gratitude reduces materialism. Gratitude makes you less self-centered. Gratitude increases your self-esteem. Gratitude improves your sleep. Gratitude increases your energy levels. Gratitude makes you more likely to exercise. Gratitude helps you bounce back from challenges. Gratitude makes your memories happier. Gratitude reduces feelings of envy. And gratitude deepens your friendships. Gratitude journaling works because of its effect on the hedonic treadmill. It pulls out the plug on the treadmill just long enough to inject some perspective. Most people who have access to the internet live in a world of abundance. We have most of our basic needs met. If that isn't adequate for you, there is a good chance that nothing will ever be. It's fine to strive for more, but if you can't appreciate what you have, then you'll never have enough. Spending a few minutes every day to reflect on your life with a sense of gratitude helps to rewire the brain. It trains your brain to look at the positives instead of the negative. It trains your mind to focus on your blessings instead of hoping for satisfaction tomorrow. So stop striving for a minute. Pick up a piece of paper and think of all of the victories you have had in the past year. Appreciate them. Be grateful for each one of them. With gratitude we can move towards our goal not from a place of scarcity but from contentment, from inner peace, from a sense of having enough. My life's work is 365 Gratitude, a journal with daily prompts, positive nudges and a wonderful community. We just launched Gratitude Cloud as a companion to our mobile app. If you enjoyed the article, you might enjoy the app. This is where Justin's article ends and I might add that the people you hear on the Gratitude podcast that are Circle of Joy award winners are the people who managed to write for more than 30 days consecutively in the Gratitude Journal on the app. 
and you can be one of them. You'll find the link to the app in the show notes. Are you a woman who wants to change the world? Would you like to learn how Ben Joya, an alumni of the Gratitude Podcast, was able to 7x his income in 11 months without sacrificing his authenticity, integrity or soul? He'll be holding a free masterclass on Thursday to which you're invited. You'll find the link in the description. Thank you for listening and I wish you an amazing 2019.